I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello, welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing, as well as an author of nine, almost 10 books. My next one comes out November of 23. Very excited about that. I'm also a writing coach and a speaker. And today we have another amazing author. Um, we're going to talk about how to anchor into your worth with new thought leader Gloria Ward. Um, Gloria is fantastic. I worked with her before um, on her book, so I'm really excited for you guys to meet her. Um, Gloria Ward is an entrepreneur, revenue strategist, author, and new thought leader who has devoted her life to helping women around the world level up in every area of their lives. Her platforms are the I'm Loving Me Project and Girls Leap. She's considered to be the next information international leader in self-development and business performance, and Gloria has become obsessed with helping women truly understand their worth and value. And I have known Gloria for several years, and I know she is absolutely all of that and more. So I'm going to bring her up from the green room. Where is she? There we go. <laughs> Welcome, Gloria. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing great. Like I said, before we got started, I just miss seeing you. And we <laughs> was just saying how like a whole pandemic just kind of did this whole thing, like kind of mm -hmm. separated everything. But I am I am just so happy to be here. And I'm so proud of you, too. Like we yeah. have leveled up to the global podcast. So I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the pandemic was kind of this like crucible for everybody to just kind of be in there like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And then almost like this year, everybody kind of popped out and has been doing bigger things. So exactly. I'm excited to talk about everything you've been doing too. Oh man, I, it, it's it's been a wonderful ride, I could tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start by talking about your book. Becoming Truly You. Tell oh. me a little about what inspired you to write this. And uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so Becoming Truly You, I, you know, I tell people now that that was like the, I call that the first chapter of uh, my life of growing up, discovering who I, discovering who I was or who I am really, and really starting that process of a journey of healing and growing, right? Um, and what I had to discover is what I truly love, what I truly like, you know, and and what what inspires me to go ahead and be my honest and best and true self. So, becoming truly you is just that. It's a walking through this journey of what my life was like, but also understanding that there's a way that you can find your true self as you move through your journey of life. And just remember that it is different chapters to that. 
-hmm. right? So becoming truly you was closing that chapter from being a very young girl to uh, becoming my true self, right? And so now I'm in this chapter of now that I am my true self, what are the adventures and things that I'm doing now? Yeah. I love that. Um, and I've read the book and it is just amazing. I know you you dive into a lot of different episodes in your life. Um, and I feel like it's important for authors to do that, to be able to go in because sometimes you have to kind of go, well, you know, like open up the closet and be like, what is in here? Yeah. <laughs> really be able to say, okay, this, this right here, these things work. This stuff isn't actually me. This is all noise. This is, you know, somebody's dress that they gave me that I didn't actually want, but I felt obligated to take it. Exactly. You know, you, when you figuring out how to become truly yourself, you're looking at all your values. You're looking at how you grew up. You're looking at the reason why you think the way you think, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why you are the way you are. And the biggest thing that you found out is that somebody else told you to be that way. Mm-hmm. Somebody else told you that was the right way to be. Society told you that is the way that you should be. And then you say, wait a minute. Well, maybe some of these things work for me and some of these things don't. So the way you start to decipher is that you look at the things that work for you. Yeah. You know, uh, in a book, I talk about how my mom died when I was seven years old. She died of AIDS. I grew up with my grandmother. She didn't really want the job. But she took the job because society says if you are a family member, and especially if you are a grandmother or something like that, you have to be able to carry on a legacy. You have to be able to take on the kids, even even though she didn't want the job. If she didn't take the job, society would say you are a bad person. Yeah. Right? Just like society says, if you don't look like a a certain kind of person or way or don't have something, you are not attractive, right? Mm -hmm. But but becoming truly you, you figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you and be okay with that. Be okay with that because it's, it's really all about how you think about yourself. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. You know, I want to talk about Gloria's impactful page turner share. The biggest Mm -hmm. thing I learned on this journey is it's okay to choose you. It's okay to be a little selfish for a while. It allows you to regroup. It allows you to grow. And that's kind of what we were talking about here with the book is, you know, that deep dive into yourself and figuring out who you are. How can you be good to someone else if you're not good to yourself? Right. There's a, a person I was talking to the other day. And, you know, they was having trouble in their relationship. And they was like, well, I've given my all and I've done my best and and I sacrificed a lot. And I said, that's where you went wrong. (laughs) Because because you didn't figure out what you wanted for the relationship. You gave them everything that you thought they wanted. And most of that stuff they didn't ask for. (laughs) You know, yeah. You thought what you thought was good to keep the relationship together, you, you didn't ask them. And when they rejected you, you're feeling hurt. 
Well, that's not true. You have to go within. You mm -hmm. have to figure out what it is that you want. What is it that you're bringing to a relationship, friends, anything like that, right? And you say, how can I contribute what I have? And if it doesn't mesh together, then it's just not meant to be, yeah. right? But when it fits right, it is calm. It is good. You might have some spats here and there, but you always come to an agreement, right? And the yeah. only way you figure that out is becoming a little bit selfish to see what is in you that you can give, right? I think everybody has been in a relationship before where we've lost ourselves because we're so concerned about the other person. And especially as women, um, I know I, I have two little kids. So often when they were younger, I felt like I was just buried under everything. Like I have this pile of mom stuff I have to do. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to dig into that and actually say, you know what? I want 20 minutes to go read a book or just stare at the sunset or paint my nails or whatever. And it, it, it's, you know, it's one thing as a mom to be like, Ooh, I'm doing this and recognize it, but you have to have that awareness. And even, um, I, I know like in, uh, relationships I had when I was younger, a lot of times I would kind of lose myself in this whole, like, Oh, okay. I'm part of me and this other person. And this right. is what we do. And this is how we handle things. And there was no me saying, well, wait, is this, is this how I want to do things? Right. Or is this how you want the relationship to go? Because all of these are my ideas, you know, <laughs> this is what I think will work for us to stay together. And this is what I'm doing for you. And then when the person says, well, I didn't ask you to do that. You did it. You're upset because you're like, that's what you do when you love someone. That's what you do when you're with someone. No, that's what you believe love is. You yeah. didn't ask. Yeah. You see? Because you think it's about sacrifice, they might think something else. So it's not until you go within and you you can ask better questions like how do you love? What what makes you happy? Mm. How can we actually go ahead and make this work with what we have? What does a good friendship look like? I don't have a lot of friends because you got to be a friend and being a friend is important to me. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when you start to find out who you are, you, you surround yourself around people who understands what it means to have me time, to get quiet, to, you know, really regroup because I need to be a good friend. I need to be a good lover. I need to be a great mom. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can do that is if I can step back and just take a breather, not exhaust myself and, 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 and just run out of gas because I'm teaching the person who's looking at me that that's the way it's supposed to be. And then the cycle just continues. Yeah. Yeah. You teach people how to treat you. Come on, girl. You know that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing overall is it's about awareness it's of what you're all doing. all about awareness. I love the list of questions you gave too. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. <laughs> so I wanted to share Gloria's being a page turner tip. It's okay to go slow. So this is, we were talking about writing for this one. Most of the mm -hmm. time we focus on getting it done, 
but we have to keep in mind we are writing to help people not finish and i think you could actually apply this to a lot of things too oh yeah absolutely you know it's we are if we've learned lessons and there's people who are reading our material listening to us we owe it to them to tell them the truth we owe it to them to give them the opportunity to hear some good advice that they can use, not sit and try to rush or put it out there because you're thinking about what is it going to do for you, right? Mm -hmm. All the books you write, all the advice you give, even with this podcast, is to allow someone who's listening to get an idea, to understand themselves more, to figure out what it takes to be a good writer, what it takes to be in a national global setting mm -hmm. and watching you and listening to you, people take heed to that because there's always somebody looking and watching. Why would you wanna want to rush that process just because you're thinking about competition or whatever that's going on? The people who will follow you will follow you. Focus on getting better yeah, and not just putting something out there that just to satisfy the requirement. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I think it, people always ask me, you know, how long did it take you to write your book and how, how did this work? And, you know, what, what can mm -hmm. I expect? Like, it's not even a pattern all the time for me because like I'm, showing Braving the Shore on the screen. Yeah. Um, that's the one that I wrote in the summer of 21. I had kind of a quieter summer that year. My clients kind of fell into like spring and fall. So I had a lot more time in the summer. And I right. spent six weeks writing this book. Done. Um, wow. it, but I was thinking about it a lot before that. I sat mm -hmm. down, wrote an outline, gave it a little time to marinate, liked the outline, and then I wrote it in six weeks. The book I'm releasing this fall, The Treasures We Seek, it took a little longer because I started writing it. I was on that like adrenaline high after yeah. I got Braving the Shore off to the editors. I'm like, I'm going to write another book during Christmas break. I can do that. Six weeks is nothing. I can do two weeks. Yeah. And I was very excited about it. But uh, when I sat down and wrote the outline, I was like, okay, really excited, really pumped. And I banged out like the first three chapters. And then there was something that I was like, something's off. Yeah. And I gave myself that time to figure out what that was. I didn't stress about it. I know I want to be in flow, not force when I'm writing. Right. And I gave myself time to figure out what was going on. Okay. Turns out that wasn't the right middle part of the book at all. And I mm -hmm. ended up being inspired later in the summer of 22 uh, by a documentary I wrote. And that made me remember a book I had read. And then I went back yeah, and read exactly. that book. And that was what kicked off everything. And then that's how I ended up with the middle part of the treasures we seek. And that felt good. So and I waited until it felt good. And then I worked on it more. And you know, it's so, you know, so funny because I read a lot like you know, I am still that person that is hard copy, Barnes and Nobles, go grab a couple of books. I just did it before I went on vacation and I bought like three or four books, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why people are reading books, your books, someone else's book, my book, is because they're looking for answers for something mm -hmm. and they believe you have it. 
They believe if I buy this book, there is something in here that's going to give me an answer, the inspiration or the idea to go to the next level. Because right now, either I'm confused, I'm stuck, or I don't know what the hell I am, right? Mm -hmm. But when I look at whatever it is that you have, right? I say to myself, it triggers me to figure out if you have helped, uh, if you have solved the problem that I have. And that's the reason why people pick up books for the advice to help with problems and answers, because sometimes it's hard to connect with people and to get close to people who might have the answers, but it might be in the book somewhere. Yeah. So you got to be able to take your time because the person who's reading your book is reading it for a reason, not just because they think you're cute or they like you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they want an answer to something or they want more insight or awareness or want to connect in some way. Yeah, definitely. And it's worth the time it takes Absolutely. to make sure that the book is done right and speaks to that audience. So I want to share the turn the page with Corey tip. If your story helps just one other person, it's worth sharing. I feel like that's the perfect like segue to the next one. <laughs> How did we do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you know about this? Oh, yeah. I, again, I... Um... I'm, I'm a big reader. And, and that's one of the things that I I look at when I look at books. But I, if I got a list of problems here and I and I can't call someone, I'm in books trying to figure out the answer. Yeah. Right. So there's plenty of books that have helped me, you know, move from, you know, point A to point B to D, E. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the biggest thing that I would say about that is when you are trying to figure out things and when you are sharing ideas, even as an author or even as the reader, the most important thing is to pay attention to where the author is trying to take you, right? Because one of the things that I do as a reader is I try to argue with the author while I'm reading. <laughs> and I say, you know, is that really true? Well, let me go on and, and, and see. And, you know, she said it was something like this, right? One, it helps you remember and retain the information, right? The second thing it does as a reader, it, it, it expands your awareness, right? Because you get to say, wow, this person has a lot of insight into this. And as an author, it helps propel you for what the next piece of work is supposed to be, because now you have someone who is not also uh, uh, sharing information with others about who you are, but you also getting feedback and insight on what they want, right? Because most of the time we write for people, but at the same time, the feedback is the most important thing that we need to figure out how this all works. Mm -hmm. So you know when you're helping someone when you get that feedback, right? 
when they're watching your videos and you're saying and they're and they're commenting saying, yeah, in chapter three, I read such and such. Can you explain what that was? Right. Uh, yeah. What was the metaphor behind that? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that was I think that's exciting for Becoming Truly You. We had a whole dialogue on it, a whole little uh, workshop, and it actually turned into a whole event for Becoming Truly You because the women really wanted to know how do you go from where you are to where you want to be? Yeah, I love that you did a workshop for that. I think that's a really great tip for authors um, to take your book and actually say, you know what, we're doing something big with it. Uh, I think too many authors just put their books up on Amazon. They're like, all right, check the box. I'm done with that. Um, But I know you, you know, you do workshops, you talk about it, you know, here it is, what, three years later or something like that, we are still talking about becoming truly you because yeah. the message in there, it, you know, it's timeless. And I feel like that's something you have to think about when you're working on your book. You want something that's not just like, oh, this is going to be important this year. It's going to be important for a long time. That's that's where the sharing comes in, right? Yeah. Like that's where you get your feedback. Like I was saying earlier, when we um, first launched the book and we had a lot of people reading it and buying it. I was just like, well, why don't we all just come together and you, you know, let me know what are some of the lessons you've learned? What are some of the things that you uh, have taken away from it? What what resonated with you? And how are you going to take this material and actually do something with it? Right. Mm-hmm. And and that was for me and to hear exactly what this book has done for the the women who were reading it, yeah. right? The most interesting thing is we had three men on to say that they gave it to their wives. Aww. And the reason why they gave it to their wives is because they want their wives to understand just how important they are. And as much as they say it, they, they feel like they don't really feel it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the gesture is if you get them a book that they will actually read it Mm -hmm. and start to believe, you know, that they can become their authentic selves because they see it, but their wives didn't see it. Oh, that is so sweet. It really was. Yeah. Sometimes it does take someone else saying, you know, I see you for Mm -hmm. the best you that you can possibly be. (laughs) There's a little nudge. Right. Yeah. Um, So I'm sharing the make an impact tip with Corey. Work on your healing before sharing a hard story so you don't feel like you're picking a scab every time you talk about it. And I know you work with a lot of women who have difficult stories to share in the I'm Loving Me project and in Girls Leap. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you handle this. Oh, yeah. I tell them, you know, we we can't bleed and bleed and bleed all day. Right. Because that's not the purpose of this. We all have a story, right? And, you know, you might believe that your story is just as bad as another person's story, but everybody's story is their story. Yeah. The most important thing is, what do you do now? What happens now? How do we, yes, that happened. Yes, it was horrific. Yes, it really was traumatic. You're still here, though. Yeah. 
you still have purpose. Now it is your time to go ahead to figure out how you can go ahead and and build yourself up from this point, right? How do we not put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound? Yeah. Right? And the way that we do that is we start to uh, see what we can heal within those layers. We start out with forgiveness. We start out and understand that shame is something that we all face. Shame, jealousy, fear, forgiveness, right? But we also have that gratitude. We have that love. And eventually all of that erupts into peace when you decide to go ahead and let go. It happened. You learned from it. It wasn't fair. But what do we do now? Because we got so much life to live. We got so many dreams to fulfill. We got so many people to meet and heal who are waiting on you to get it right. Why stay in one place? And like you said, keep picking that scab over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Um, And I think actually that kind of goes into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, You mentioned about forgiveness. And I think this is a piece of it. You know, we've all heard about giving yourself grace. How do you help the women you work with do that? Because I know sometimes we beat ourselves up about some little thing and we should have done it this way. And oh my goodness, that's so stupid or, you know, all these awful things. How do you help women do that? Give yourself grace. You, you only, you only doing what you know. Yeah. If you knew better, you would do better. Right. If, if you knew the answer, to the questions and, and, and couldn't fail and have no pitfalls, I bet you you would do it. But that's not how life works, right? Right. You are supposed to have the experiences. You're supposed to go through the journey. You're supposed to figure it out. That's called growth. That's what growth is. Going through the challenges and learning from them, failing, doing all those things, messing up. It's so crazy. You know how we tell the kids when they're in their 20s or when they're younger, you should be out in the world tearing it up, messing it up. You should be doing so much stuff where, you know, you, you, you have to go and find out who you are by making a lot of mistakes. It's the same thing. You got to be able to give yourself grace. You're doing the best you can with what you have. That's it. Yeah. You're doing the best you can with what you have. Now, if you know better and you're not doing better, now that's something different. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's something different. That means that you are choosing, Uh choosing to stay where you are only because you're too comfortable, you have fear or whatever else that's going on with you. But you got to give yourself grace. It is not until you step out there and you continue to step out there that you will get better. And it is okay. Right? It is okay. Love on yourself a little bit to be that person that says it's okay. You tell your best friends it's okay. Why not be your own best friend? Exactly. 
Exactly. And I think it gets easier with time too. Yeah. to kind of build up that muscle for giving yourself grace. I know five or 10 years ago, I would have felt so horribly uncomfortable if I felt like I screwed up. Yep. Um, last night I was meeting friends for dinner. I pulled into the parking garage the wrong way. And yep. I, I went, oh, huh, wrong way. But tried to back out on the street. Five years ago, I would have been sweating. I would have been like heart palpitations. Oh my God, I screwed up. How many people saw me do that? And I was like, yeah. oh, I've had a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it does get easier if you're oh trying to give God. yourself a case. You build it does. up. I think the older you get, the more you say, you know what? And, that, and that's what older people talk about, right? They're just yeah. like, you know what? It's just about living life. I don't really care what people think or say or anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's just how I feel about myself. But we don't want you to get, you know, season in life to get to that point. We want you to care now, yeah. right? We want you to care now because that's the whole point of life. You're here to live and you're here to love and you're here to share your gifts. Focus on that. You're here to love, you're here to live, and you're here to share your gifts. You're not here to pay bills and 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 work hard and die. That's not what you was created to do. Exactly. You were supposed to share your gifts, like how you're sharing your gifts, Corey, and how Corey is sharing her gifts with the world. That's what we are supposed to do. That's why we're here. Exactly. I think all of our journeys are meant to help other people on their journeys, and it just builds and builds and builds. So we're all helping and inspiring each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Gloria. This was amazing. Um, it was wonderful yeah. to connect with you again. <laughs> it feels like yes. ever. Um, yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and anytime. I, I, like I said, I love what you're doing. I think you're an amazing person. And the way you knock out books, girl, I just feel <laughs> like, I don't know how this lady do it. But you have helped me so much when it came to writing Becoming Truly You. You and your team has been amazing to get me through my first book. And I can't wait to write the next one. And, you know, I would say to anyone who is an author out there, you know, you really want to work with someone who can make you think. Because even when we were going through our process, you asked me so many questions because you wanted me to dig deep and really, 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 you know, take this thing seriously because of what we talked about earlier. It's not for me. It's for somebody else. So I really do appreciate that. And, and I'm forever grateful. Well, thank you. I'm so grateful you worked with us. And I still talk about your book and use examples from that when I'm talking about um, different things that I saw in your writing and the questions that we talked about. So it was very helpful for me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to send Gloria back to the green room. It was wonderful having you on. Thank you again. Absolutely. See you. Well, that was another great show. Um, Paige Turner's studio with Corey. Thank you for joining me. You can catch new episodes of the podcast, uh, Paige Turner's studio with Corey. Uh, the link is up on the screen. We're up on YouTube all the time. So you can go in and binge all our shows. Thank you for joining me. Our next show is going to be up next Wednesday at 7, 
7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products, and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast, transform your influence. Electricast.